You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Maggie Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is the Brain Eater, the Zombie, the 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 Walker, Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's a little preview of our uh, our match that we both took a look at that we'll get to later. Oh yeah, that's a fun one. If you can figure it out based on that, good on mm-hmm. you. I feel like that's like the feeling for a lot of my matches to this for this week. Fun, except for one. Yeah, mine mine were all right. I had some I had some solid ones. There was one that was uh pretty good, and one that was a little less good. But we'll get, we'll get to look <laughs> into that. Uh, let's yeah. So why don't we just jump right into it, Zach? What matches did you bring to the table this week? I brought. <laughs> so I brought Ziggy Heim going against Janai Kai at. Uncanny attractions and drop ki- drags and drop kicks. MJF MJ, MV Young's Polyam Cult Party Three. I don't know why, but MJF's Polyam Cult Party <laughs> makes me laugh. He would kick my ass in three seconds if I ever mis- made that mistake. In his face. <laughs> Both of them would. Both, yes, actually. <laughs> anyway, what else you got? And then top it all off, I've got funnily enough, MJF. <laughs> And Stokely Hathaway, a.k.a. Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens. Going against Space Monkey and John Atlas at Greek Town Wrestling. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, I brought to the table this week Lilith Grimm taking on Draven Lee from Great South Wrestling Federation and Sky Blue versus Kiera Hogan from Generation Championship Wrestling, GCW. No, not that one. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, the match we both took a look at, which we'll uh, leave as a surprise for the end of the show. Yes. Uh, but I think you guys are going to like it because we sure did. I loved it. Uh, all right. So who started off last week, Zach? I did. All right. Then I'll kick us off this week. Uh, I'll get right into the match. Uh, Lilith Graham versus Draven Lee from Great South Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match is a intergender match. Okay. If you couldn't tell by the names. Uh, we got Lilith Grimm taking on Draven Lee. It, it, they both come to the ring. Lilith Grimm looks like this, like, she has, like, purple hair, shaved, like, si- like head shaved on the side. She's got, like, pentagrams on her tights. Mm-hmm. Very, very demonic. She does a lot of, like, in the ring, nice. you know? Classic. Very, very demonic-looking uh, uh, gimmick. And then we got Draven Lee who comes to the ring. And Draven Lee looks like if you mix the one called Manders and Warhorse together. 
Like he he comes to the ring. He's got like the the jean vest with like the 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 sl- uh, Slayer T shirt. Yeah, like the warhorse tights. But also he's got like he's got like uh the cowboy tassels and a cowboy hat. Wow. So it's like it's like if you just took Manders and Warhorse and just smushed them together. <laughs> well, damn. To make to make uh Draven Lee. That is what we like to call in the business raw horse power. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, for once I actually meant to pun that time. <laughs> Boo and hiss. Uh anyway, uh this match is alright. It's like uh This match is most like starts off with uh Draven Lee being all cocky. Mm-hmm. And uh they're like they're like sizing each other up and Draven Lee is like Oh, what, what's the matter? What's the matter, Lilith? I thought you wanted to fight me. What's happening? Why aren't you fighting me, huh? And mm-hmm. then she takes him down with a drop toe hold, and immediately Ugh. he backs off into the cord, and he's like, wait, hold on, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> he goes expecting... from, like, cocky to, like, chicken shit. Yeah. Like that. Was but, not expecting that. But, funny enough, uh, the crowd, a.k.a. a handful of children who just keep cheering for Draven Lee... Uh, end up making him the face of this match. <laughs> okay. So Grim, like, I, I feel like, I feel like this match was supposed to be Lilith kind of playing face-ish, mm-hmm. and Draven Lee going for the heel stuff, but then yeah. the crowd, the, like, all the kids in the crowd just got so behind Draven Lee that they just kind of switched on a dime. <laughs> um, this whole match is basically just Lilith Grim, absolutely dominating uh Draven Lee. Like she is mm. absolutely taking him to town. Every time he gets any bit of momentum, she just shuts it down. There's one point where he like rocks her with an elbow and tries to like go on the apron to do like a, a springboard or something or get to the top rope. Yeah. And while he's climbing out of the ring, she like kicks the ropes in, in between his legs. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and then gives him an atomic drop directly after. Draven is able to get some momentum back again. Uh, when he reverses a Boston Crab, uh, and this is this part's funny because this this made me realize that in this match there's just random parts where they go into slow motion, but not like good slow motion, like crappy slow motion. Oh, uh, and just to like show off some slams here and there. Gotcha. And it's like you don't need to do that. It's like. Lilith literally just like scoop slammed him and it, during the scoop slam they went into slow motion and it was like okay listen oh my god <laughs> and then and then uh, Draven like slams Lilith and of course again it goes into slow motion of course of course uh, but once again Grim keeps getting control back but uh, Draven does end up uh, like hitting a, a, a DDT Onto onto uh, Lilith Grimm, and mm. then hits an elbow drop, and gets the one two three and wins. Uh, oh, yeah, that's it. Wow, that... <laughs> the whole the whole match he was losing and barely had any offense in, and then he gets in like two moves and wins the match. And I All was right, well. like, oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Wow, I was it, not, that was not that was a hard stop right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one wasn't great. <laughs> not gonna lie to you. Okay. Uh, 
I think this one's gonna get the miss out from me. Because yeah. it just, it just, I don't know, it just felt like it was so, like, Grimm was absolutely tearing stuff apart and just dominating Lee the whole match. Mm-hmm. But then Draven hits, like, two moves and just, it's over? Like, I don't know, mm. like, no, no. Need some more, man. Like, no, yeah, yeah. like, whatever. <sighs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, this, yeah, this match was, fine. It completely was forgettable. Damn. Which is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the future I'll see some good stuff from either of these guys. But just this match wasn't it. This ain't it, uh, Chief. What? They said this ain't it, Chief. No, this this absolutely ain't it, Chief. Uh, like I said, I would I would love to try them again, like either one of these guys again, just to see. Because I'm sure I'm sure there's definitely something out there that they've done that's solid. But yeah, this just wasn't it, and. You know, that's okay. Not, not, not everyone can bat a thousand, you know? Yep, not every match can be a five-star banger for the century. Exactly, exactly. You can't always bat a thousand. Sometimes you just have a match that just, you know, doesn't doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one just didn't work. So I'm just going to give this one a miss out right off the bat. Uh, let's get, the, let's get the, the bad out of the way and hopefully go into some good with your next match. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to go with a match that I thought was very entertaining. Which okay. is Bivens and MJF going against Space Monkey and John Atlas. Nice. Okay. So, side note that I thought was actually quite funny that I realized midway through this match, this match was actually at a joint event between Greek Town Wrestling and, you guessed it, Beyond Wrestling. Beyond Wrestling. We can never escape it. It always shows up. Even it when always I ex- finds our way back to us. Even when I explicitly like go out of my puppy. way. Not to find a match for it because I already know it's gonna. I'm like I don't need to. I'm like I'm finding another pro. It just crept in to my list. We we always we always find we always find our way back to it. Like we're little lost little puppies. It's old reliable man. Yeah. So this video literally just starts off with the heel team of Bibbins and MJF just attacking Monkey and Atlas as they emerge from the entrance curtains. Like Good literally, start. Like, like they literally go out and they just get assaulted immediately, and then the faces. <laughs> make a comeback and take control of the outside and start to, like, beat down. So it's MJF and Atlas going at each other with Space Monkey and Bivens going at each other. And one of my favorite parts of this little exchange is, like, the cameras on MJF and Atlas beating each other up, right? Mm -hmm. And then it pans to Bivens, and Bivens is doing his best impression of what a man fighting an actual gorilla would sound like and act like. (laughs) Like, he's, okay. like, screaming, like, ah! ah! Just, like, facial expressions on point. It's Monkey's just beating him up, and I'm like, this is amazing. I I didn't... Irregardless of the rest of this match, the disclaimer for this is I cannot do Bivens and MGS mannerisms justice for this match. Nice. If I spent the whole match describing it, I'd be here forever. But just note that the, these two are just on point all match. So entertaining between these two. Hey, that's always good. Mm-hmm. So after uh, I get to see Bivens impersonating himself trying to fight a gorilla, uh, <laughs> Atlas yells at Monkey to start the train, which I'm like, the fuck is the train? Which I then realized was <laughs> a chop. Is what is the train? <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's a chop train where like each guy grabs oh, one of the heels and walks around the ring and like the fans take turns chopping them, right? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. There's a one point where some guy like kind of hits MGF a bit harder than he probably intended to in the stomach. So MJF. He kicks him back, and his chair falls out underneath him. Oh, no! <laughs> and so they bring the two of them around the ring. Eventually, Bivens is the first one to crawl back into the ring. The match starts. Atlas and Monkey are in charge. 
Atlas tags Monkey in, and Monkey tries to take advantage of the momentum for a bit, but Vivens, of course, rakes his eyes and then slams him to the mat before he drops a knee onto his face. Oof. So Vivens tags MJF, and before he even attacks Monkey, he goes out of his way to shout at the fan from before, Where'd your chair go, fat ass? <laughs> in the most yeah, that sounds like MJF. douchey MJF that I love heel work. Yeah, so that he, sounds about right. And this whole time, by the way, Bivens is, like, holding Monkey, like, waiting for MGF to, do, to like, kick him and beat him up. So he's just holding him there as MGF's just, like, a heat magnet. He's talking mad shit about this crowd, the promotion, the wrestling. It's, it's amazing. Yep. Like, yep. they are, they so want them both to lose, and it's, it's great. The crowd was great for this match. Very good. So MGF goes to beat down a Monkey, and he, <laughs> he steps on Monkey's tail, because Monkey is a guy dressed in a luchador monkey mask and okay. white spandex. He actually oh. comes out in, like, a space... Like and a, apparently a tail. Yeah, and a tail, too. And he comes out... I forgot to mention, he, come out, he came out of the entrance ramp in, like, an orange, like, jumpsuit, like, when they would send monkeys to space. <laughs> which I liked. So Boy, MGF, his name is Space Monkey. Yeah, exactly. So MGF thinks about stomping on his tail. Like he's got his tail, like, but the tail between his foot, right? And he's talking to Bivens. He's like, oh, should I... Should I stomp on it? And Bivens like, um... Yeah, sure. And MJF's like, eh, fuck it. And he just stomps right on it. Oh, no. And Monkey sells it like, it like just actually sells it like his tail just got stomped on. Oh, awesome. Loved it. It was exactly what I was hoping it would be. So MGF then does the suck it motion to Atlas. So Atlas okay. is like, oh, I'm going to get into the ring. And of course the ref's like, you can't do that. And MGF then sneaks in a little choke on Monkey in the corner. Then uh, afterwards he tags Bivens in who beats Monkey down some more. He tags MGF and It's like kind of like back and forth between these two. Just beat down, tag in, beat down as Atlas can do nothing because the ring has been chopped in half. Mm-hmm. So MJF has Bivin holds him at some hold him at hold Monkey at one point, and he starts biting on Monkey's tail. Okay. <laughs> and then once he finally lets go, Monkey is able to crawl to over to his corner, right? And just as he's about to tag Atlas, MJF <laughs> beats him like he grabs the tail and beats him down, like just like a fingertip away from Atlas, right? Yikes! And then he grabs the hand that Monkey was reaching out to like stretch, and he just bites it like several times. Oh no! So I thought this was more funny. <laughs> On reflection, it probably should have been as funny to me as it was. But like, so monkey's getting his hand bitten. He can't get up, right? Mm-hmm. So his solution is he sits up and he just bites MJF's thigh, and MJF just starts screaming in pain as his <laughs> thigh is bitten by this monkey. <laughs> Listen, and, sometimes sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And it was just the way he yelled just made me laugh way more than I thought I was going. Just then he just like looks at the monkey. He just elbows him in rage on the top of his head to let him to get, uh, to let go. He drags monkey to his corner, tags Bivens in. They beat him down. And then they start to like double team the uh, monkey where they like knock him down to the floor, right? Mm-hmm. They each go to one side of him like they're going to do like the people's elbow, right? Okay. They run the ropes. They get up to the monkey and then they... MGF goes for a handshake. Bivens goes for a dap handshake, which is kind of like when you fist bump up and down. Mm-hmm. And the two of them just have an argument in the middle of the ring about how they agreed backstage what they were going to do. But eventually, MGF's like, no, we're going to do the handshake. And he's like, fine. And they grab each other's hand, they handshake, and then they double elbow monkey in the chest. Incredible. I can't do the argument justice, obviously, because it's just... I'd be here all day describing why I thought it was really fun and entertaining. Okay. So they I beat mean, Monkey I down. I love that, though. I love the, the double handshake. It's awesome. It was great, honestly. It's a little moment that, like, I was like, you didn't need to do that, but it was good. And it, it actually also paved in the seas of doubt of, like, that Monkey and Atlas are more of a tag team than this. these two are. Like, their egos are kind of a bit 
too large for each other to completely coexist. Mm-hmm. So after this, they beat Monkey down some more. He finally gets some offense of his own by hitting MJF with a springboard tornado DDT, which MJF sells like death. Like, he drops MJF on his head, he spins over, and he, like, gets folded like a lawn chair, and for, like, a good minute, he's just got his head, his, like, legs just hanging over his face. Yikes. So he crawls, and some monkey crawls to his corner. MJF crawls towards him, pokes him in the eye to stop him from trying to tag Atlas. Boop. And they do everything in their corner by dragging him back to get him to not get the tag in. They even at one point have Bivens and MJF, like, grabbing his tail like he's, they're in, like, a tug-of-war match. But... <laughs> Finally, Monkey's able to get his way out of the corner. He backflips over both of them from the top rope of their corner, and he tags in Atlas. So Bivens nice. is legal at this point, and he just starts immediately begging Atlas for merch. He's like, we cool? We don't, you don't need to beat me up, right? And he throw, Atlas throws him into the corner. He's about to beat his ass, but you see MGF just kind of get up behind him and has like this comically evil look, and he hits Atlas, and Atlas no-sells it. And he has this face of like, I done fucked up. <laughs> and then Atlas turns around and he gives him like the can you blame me look and I was like yeah I can't blame you and then he punches MGF in the face a couple times before he falls to the ground nice so MGF's now begging tries to poke Atlas's eyes but he catches his hand hits okay. MGF with a huge arm drag off the top rope lifts him up with a military press and then converts that into a power slam yikes goes to pin him but Bibbins breaks up the pin so he's like yeah that's right I'm better than you and he starts flexing on Atlas <laughs> which by by the way, Bivens' outfit in this match is hilarious. He's just wearing, like, a long sleeve black t-shirt and, like, these sweatpants, so he doesn't... He doesn't look... Like, Atlas is, like, jacked. And he's, just, he's like, flexing, like, yeah, I'm stronger than you. So Atlas is like, you know what? Take a few shots. So Bivens is like, alright. Few shots, no effect. Goes for a spear, literally hits him and falls to the ground, and Atlas doesn't really move. So Atlas then... Oh, no. Super kicks Bivens in the face when he runs at him. Plants him with a gigantic power bomb, and then it leads to probably the funniest spot of the match, in my opinion. So MGF tries to sneaky, like sneaky pin Atlas, right? Like he goes behind him, he gets tries to roll him up because he blind tagged Bivens in when he regret when he did the ropes, right? Atlas kicks out of it, right? Okay. He flips over, and MGF realizes in like a split second he's about to get kicked in the face. He goes, "Wait, no, 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 no!" And mid begging, he just gets just absolutely just nailed in the face with a super kick, and is just out cold. <laughs> Wait, and then the... <laughs> Gone. Love At this it. point, Atlas tells Monkey to go to the top rope, and he tags him in. And Monkey is gonna go for something, but then Bivens yanks Atlas off the ro- apron, right? And as he's flying off the apron, he accidentally smacks the top rope like he falls down and hits it, and it crotches Monkey. And I was like, oh, shit, that's really clever, actually. So MGF then hits a burning hammer on Monkey. The heels at full control at this point are, like, ready to go for the finish. MGF's like goading Monkey to get up to go for, I don't know what he was going for, it looked like he was going for a spear. Bivens blind tags himself in, he's like, I'm gonna beat him! And then Monkey rolls him up for the win. Okay, And Bivens just looks absolutely like, what the fuck just happened? And MJF is just like, god fucking damn it. As the two of them celebrate, crowd is all happy, I was entertained, match gets a high mat for me. Mm-hmm. Like, alright, alright, it was a, it. Wrestling was fine for this match, but like, honestly, the main bread and butter of this match is just watching the heels just do their work. It was just yeah. hope. These two were so entertaining and so funny. Seems like it. It seems like it seems like they just two two good heels being good heels. Yep. Yeah, I'm into that. That's awesome. Good match. It sounds like it. I, I I'm just, I can't wait to see it eventually. Hopefully, maybe. Hopefully, maybe. Hopefully, maybe. All right. 
Well, my next match, we got Sky Blue taking on Kira Hogan uh, from Generation Championship Wrestling. Uh, and this is the Kira Hogan you expect, not the one uh, from from last week. Ah, not prototype uh, Kira Hogan. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the Kira Hogan you expect coming to the ring with her tag team partner, Tasha Steeles. Nice. Uh, as, the Impact tag, as the Impact Tag Team Champions, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and she's taking on Sky Blue. Uh, lots of lots of grappling to start this one off. Lots of grappling, lots of reversals, lots of uh, attempted pins on each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kira does take control when she, uh, Sky Blue rolls through one of her pin attempts, and she gets up. Uh, and Kira is able to hit like a super kick while Sky is on her knees. Nice. Uh, there's a then she then she hits a, a cool combo in the corner where she hits like a running elbow while mm-hmm. ta- while um, Sky Blue's in the corner. Sky Blue falls uh, and is sitting in the corner, and she hits a sliding elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really sweet. And of course, the entire time on the outside, Tasha Steeles is trash talking Sky Blue, of course, and uh, hyping up Kira the entire mm-hmm. match, as usual. <coughs> the um, bestest of friends. Yeah, the bestest of friends and tag team partners. Um, there's one point where Blue starts to get a little momentum back, where she hits a big cross body, uh, but. Hogan does uh, take control back when Sky goes for a super kick. Hogan is able to catch it and uh, like trip her up and get her in a hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hogan Hogan dominates this one again for a while. Uh, ah. But then, but then of course, uh, she takes a little bit too much time talking to the ref because. Uh, mm-hmm. Because she thinks he's not counting fast enough. I was say, gotta count faster, ref. Yeah, gotta count faster, Sky. Uh, Sky and, of course, uh, Tasha Steeles is yelling at the ref from the outside, too. Uh, and while they're both yelling at the ref, uh, Sky's able to, to, to get back to her feet and regain regain her uh, her senses. Uh, and the, she, she hits a super kick of her own, taking uh, taking Kira Hogan out. Uh, and they're both, they're both on the ground. Ref starts counting. They both get back to their knees, and then they just start exchanging strikes back and forth. Yeah, just like, all right, all right, elbow, nice. chop, elbow, fa- punch in the face, you know, just like, just exchanging blows while they're while they're getting to their feet, which is really sweet. Uh, Blue is finally able to get some momentum in this match, hitting some sweet, uh, some sweet moves, hitting, hitting a sweet uh, series of moves, in uh, which leads into her uh, sliced bread. Ooh. Uh... She goes to the pin attempt. Kira gets her Kira gets her foot on the ropes, mm-hmm. uh, and gets a rope break. And from the outside, Tasha goes, "That's ring awareness, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're totally right." <laughs> um. So there's and then there's one point where they both get back up after the rope break, and they go to super kick each other, but they both catch each other's feet. Mm-hmm. And then they're oh. like, uh, Sky, like, Sky puts Tasha's, uh, Sky, Sky puts Kira's foot down, and Kira still has, uh, Sky's foot, and Sky's like, come on, I put your foot down, and Kira's <laughs> like, you right, you right, she puts, she puts Sky's foot down, and as soon as she does, they just super kick each other. <laughs> uh, and they're both down again. Can't trust anyone. Yeah. Um, and while they're both getting back up. Uh, it looks like Tasha Steeles is trying to uh, get involved in this one a little bit, because uh, she starts starting to distract the ref. And it looks like they're go- what it looks like what they're going for is that Hogan is gonna Irish whip uh, Blue into Tasha, who's gonna like you know that like when you, where they're like on the ropes and they do like that kick where they lift themselves up on the ropes. Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like uh, 
Kira's going to throw Blue into Tasha so they can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what Tasha doesn't see is that Sky Blue reversed the Irish whip. Oh. And she throws Hogan it towards Tasha, but Tasha's arguing with the ref, so she does. She can't tell it's Kira, so she does the kick anyway and just oh. nails Kira with a kick. Uh, and let's and th- and Sky Blue is able to get a roll up and win this one. Oh my god! Yeah, so uh, a little bit of miscommunication from the tag team champions uh, leads to a loss for Kira Hogan here, and Sky Blue picks up the victory. Uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool because it was like the interference finish, but it was like not as you usually see it, you know. Yeah, it's always nice to get a nice twist that you don't. Yeah, expect. it's always like they like you can always tell when a partner is about to hit a partner by accident, you know, when they're like holding the person and then the person ducks out of the way, and it's like, oh no, I hit my partner. Mm-hmm. But this time, it like actually she, they actually like made me believe it was like, oh, that was accidental, you know? Yeah, because of the way like the way Tasha and the ref were just, like, arguing back and forth, and she, like, wasn't even looking. So she mm. just saw somebody coming her way and was like, oh, guess it's my cue! Wham! And then, like, after the kick, she's like, oh. That ooh. that was, ooh. You know? Watches her partner get pulled <laughs> like, up. Like, ooh, yikes, that was my, ugh. Damn. <laughs> That's not who I was supposed to hit. <laughs> like, well, shit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Skyler ends up winning this one. This match was solid. Uh, nice. Like, um, a little more back and forth than the other one I was talking about. Not more uh, solid. Not as one-sided, yeah. Uh, Sky Blue did didn't still didn't get as much offense in as I would have hoped. I will say, uh, I wish there was a little more back and forth. Mm. Uh, but this match was still solid. The wrestling was solid. The heel work was solid. Uh, of course, how how could Tasha Steele's Kira Hogan be bad at this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Sky Blue was playing a good babyface underdog here. Nice. And this match has turned out pretty good. Uh, so I'm giving this one a meh. It was solid. I don't think it was anything like insanely special. Actually, I'll go up. I'll go up to the high bet. It was. Oh, it was. Wow. It was solid. Wrestling was good. I like the heel shenanigans turning on them in a way that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I was into it. So I'm gonna give this one the high man. I'm I, I'm gonna turn on a dime right in the middle of my sentence here. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So yeah, high man for uh, Kira Hogan and Sky Blue. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh. What is your next match you brought to the table? Or are you it, done? And I'm. I have one more, and that is okay, Janai right. Kai and versus Ziggy Heim. I have been wanting to find a Ziggy Heim match for quite some time now, and I've never had the opportunity to do it. And I was very happy to find this match was online. Okay. Because uh, the only other way I could have watched this was a Twitch stream, which I could have watched, but it's much harder to link a Twitch a Twitch VOD. Fair. And they, and they only stay up for X amount of time anyway. Yeah, so I was happy to see this was on YouTube. Uh, so this match starts off quickly once the two of them make their way to the ring with them squaring off. Collar double tie-up, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. The two quickly ends the two once the uh, the two start to exchange wrist locks with each other, and then they lock up again. But this time, uh, they go all around the ring, as opposed to before they just kind of got the wrist lock and then got out of each other's wrist lock. They go back and forth all around the ring. Heim tries to get the upper hand with a headlock, but Kai counters it with a wrist lock. Which Heim gets out of by just forming Kai in the chest because she's like, eh, fuck it. Nice. I assume that's what she I was like, yep, she's like, yeah, I can't get out of the setting. I'll just punch you. <laughs> always always a good always a good option. Yep. So Kai doesn't want to take this lightly at all. So she just goes right back at Heim and hits her fist <laughs> into her throat. And then he punches her in the chest a few times with palm strikes. 
Mm-hmm. And she forces her into the corner. I remember thinking to myself, well, damn. Poke the bear with the striking, the MMA fighter, I believe. You get palm strikes to the throat. So, uh, pretty, despite yeah. Heim's best effort to get some breathing room here, where she, like, pushes Kai off of her, she's just on her immediately. Several kicks to the ribs. One particular, one shot in particular, like, kicked really hard. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, <laughs> she's going to be Oofa, feeling that. Doofa. <laughs> oh, then we get this. Oh, I love this spot here where, um, so Kai drapes Heim over the second rope, right? She mm-hmm. kicks her in the back and then hits her in the back again with a, ju- run, a like, a jumping, like, single leg kick, like, while she's, uh, running the rope, after she runs the ropes, right? Mm-hmm. Heim then falls to the bottom rope, and Kai sees this, so she gra- so she leans over the second rope, takes her arm, and just wraps it around Heim's neck and yanks it back into, like, a modified dragon sleeper hold, using the second rope to lock it in. Nice. Looked awesome. She couldn't hold it in for more than four seconds, though, because rules and safety, so... Fair. Unfortunate. Heim, after this, tries to make a comeback by forearming and smacking Kai's chest, but, like, every time she hits Kai, Kai just immediately returns it with a strike of her own. She then snapmares Heim onto her knees, hits a switchblade kick to Heim's back, follows up with another dragon sleeper hold... That she actually gets like a Herculean hold in this time, or in what this basically is is she gets. I was gonna say what's a Herculean hold. The commentary described it, but it's a good way of doing it. We're like, so Heim locks her around her neck the same way you do a normal dragon sleeper, right? Okay. Except she takes her other arm and she puts it around behind her back and grabs the hand that's got her head locked up, and she locks her fingers together and then pulls back into her back. Whoa! It looked fucking awesome. I am a filthy. Filthy Dragon Sleeper fan. I love it. It's like one of my favorite submissions. So this was... I was all in for this. Mm-hmm. Heim is actually able to get out of this by hitting a stunner on Kai. Because she gets up as she gets up slowly. And then finally makes her comeback. She rapidly forearms Kai in the chest. Runs the ropes. Just straight throws herself at Kai with a running elbow. And then a European uppercut. Hits so. her with a snapmare. Gets her on her knees. Falls up with a running knee to her chest. Heim then goes for her crucifix bomb finisher. Which I didn't... It's called the Mazeltov. But Kai got out of it, and I was sad. I was like, I wanted to see the Crucifix Bomb finisher. It's another move that I really I wanted like. to see the Crucifix Bomb. And she gets out of this with three really stiff elbows to cut to the face. Like, it's... I'm like, fuck me, man. <laughs> Kai must have been like, yeah, just hit me in the face. Yeah, I just, just absolutely annihilate me. Yep. Kai then goes for a roundhouse kick, but Heim ducks it and then rolls her up surprisingly for the win by stacking herself on top of, of Kai. Whoa! Out of nowhere, she wins. And it's then announced to me for the first time that this was a qualifying match. And because she won, she's now going to wrestle in the main event of the Polyam Cult Party. Alright! Against David Lawless for the Rise Championship. It's woof. It was at this moment I felt someone baited. I'm not gonna lie, because this, this the match on here said it was the uh, the video said 12 minutes. The match was realistically like eight, probably. Oh, bummer. A lot shorter than I was ho- than I thought. And then I realized as I looked on the same YouTube channel that the main event was there, and I was like, uh, "Wow, I, I could have just oh, I watched a squat. I- it wasn't even a squash match. I watched a short <laughs> appetizer for what was to come. You watched you watched the match leading up to the big match. Yep. I was like, oh. But whatever. Uh, so Haim and Kai well, now, shake... Now you can watch the big match. I know, and I probably will. Haim and Kai shake hands, but right after Kai leaves and Haim is celebrating, Lawless comes in, at, like, comes out, 
ambushes Heim. He then calls for a big black man in a Christmas sweater to come out, who I now left to look up online. His name, he is called the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm. Okay. To beat up Heim, right? All and right. then he hits her with probably the most devastating Death Valley driver I've ever seen. Oof. Like, he got height. Heim landed it really well. She sold it like fucking death. And nice. I was just like, well, shit. And uh, she had to go into the she has to go into the main event after eating that. Hell uh, yeah. But yeah, overall, I thought this match was pretty good. I okay. wish it was, I honestly wish it was longer. Because these two, like, I feel like if they went, like, longer and, like, if they went, like, more into the match, I, it probably would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. But granted, now that I know it's a setup for the main event, it makes sense why the match was the way it was. Because Heim had to wrestle another match right after, like, later on in the day. So, I owe nothing against the timing for this match. I give this match a meh. Solid match overall. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a good appetizer that made me want to watch the main event that I then didn't <laughs> didn't watch. Because I, I uh, was going to review the match we both watched together. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the match we both took a look at. I'm... Oh, oh this one's exciting. This is a good so, match. To, to get back to the zombie reference in the beginning, we took a look at Gene Money versus Sugar Dunkerton at Discovery Wrestling in none other than a zombie lumberjack match. This, I wrote, is the epitome of sports entertainment wrestling. Oh, this was comedy wrestling at its finest. This was, this was what uh, Ms. Morrison, this is what Ms. and uh, Damian Priest should have been. Yep, a hundred percent. This uh, match, yeah, did not take itself seriously, but did at the same time in the slightest, and it was just perfect. Yeah, it's like it's like they knew what they were doing. You know, yeah, they, like they they knew it was funny. They knew it was stupid. They didn't like in it, the, the the problem with the WWE match is that it took itself way too seriously. Right? Uh, it yes. took itself way like way as as a serious wrestling match with zombies surrounding the ring. Like that wasn't the move. This match, however was the move where they <laughs> where they kind of sold the zombies but like also were like this is a ridiculous thing we're doing right like it's yes. very like it was very self-aware but we also but also they still they still sold it like they were surrounded by zombies which made it charming you know yes like i love how this match starts Mm-hmm. Like the announcer's like the the rules are simple. The only way to win is by staying alive. Like, <laughs> the way to win is to survive. And then out comes the head of biosecurity of the company that's going to be providing the zombies, <laughs> which is just a dude in a company, black shirt. The company that provides the zombies. <laughs> He's got himself a dude like in a, a black security shirt. Yeah, with like a pulse rifle from aliens. Yep. And he's instructing the crowd, like, don't flash any lights, don't make any sudden moves. They're attracted to, like, all the stuff for the things the wrestler's gonna be doing. A guy in a doctor's outfit and an assistant come out, and they, like, lead the zombies around the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, then Gene and Suge have to make their entrances that the zombies are just covering the ramp, so they have to, like, finesse their way past them, because <laughs> they're afraid of them. They have to, like, jump them. to the ring, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gene comes with this little, the little mini Gene, little Jimmy. Yeah, who also needs to make his way to the ring. I love how in the middle of everyone's entrances, by the way, the announcer and the ref and everyone that's in the ring are, like, crowding the center of the ring because they yeah. don't want to get close to the outside. Yeah, they're all selling the zombies, right? Like, that's the fun part. They're all selling the zombies, but, like, like again, they're, 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 still, they, they're selling the zombies, but they also don't neglect to play into the fact of how ridiculous this all is. Yeah, like... <laughs> 
Like the mat before the match starts with Gene lying on the mat because he's so terrified he goes in like a fetal position. Yep. And then he yells at Shug, "What are we doing?" And yep. Shug's like, "I need the money." <laughs> and he's like, "You don't need this bad." And Shug's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> yeah, I do. Shug's like, "I'm an indie wrestler for God's sakes." <laughs> oh my God. Oh uh, man. And then G- <coughs> sorry, so that cough fun. from last week. Bummer. Oh, it's going away. And I love how after this, Gene just is talking to Sugar, and he's like six little Jimmy out of the ring into the zombies. Like, he just chucks him out the ring eventually. Sugar's <laughs> like, whoa! Don't distract them! And he's like, what? What are you doing? What kind of person feeds a zombie a little person? Not even two! And Gene's like, <laughs> this kind of guy, because he's a, a dirty dog. Yep. Um, And then the match finally starts. Finally <laughs> actually starts, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, not only him. yeah, not only is there uh, a bunch of funny bits, there's also just some good wrestling. Yes, there uh, is. One of my favorite bits in this match is uh, the part where Suge just keeps like raking Gene Money's back, and then Tiger Gene scratches. Money's like, "Ah, oh, my back!" and he turns around and he rakes his front, and he's like, "Oh, my front!" <laughs> and he turns around and he rakes his back again, and it's just a cycle, and it just keeps going back and forth. <laughs> I love how this ends when he, like, tries to put Sugar on the top, Sugar kicks him away, and then he hits a an avalanche tiger scratch to his chest. It's basically a he double just runs palm. around the ring at the zombies, like, with the with the claws up, like, rah! Yeah, rah! As, as, as Gene's, like, selling his chest, it just got spiked. He's like, ah! Oh. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. I think right after this, the two of them knock each other to the apron, and they run to opposite sides of the barricade and try to persuade the zombies to eat the other so, person. So, yeah, they were fighting on the apron, uh, and they both, like, hit each other. Uh, at, they're, they're, like, punching each other, trying to, like, knock e- each one into the zombies. But at one point, they both clock each other, and they both fall out. Uh, and then they run to the corners to get away from the zombies on, like, the barricades. And they both sit on top of the barricades. And then the zombies are going after Suge. After <laughs> Sugar Dunkerton. And Suge, from the, from, from the, he's like, wait, 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 wait. White meat is higher in protein. Go get him. And then they go ahead and go after Gene Money. And then Gene Money's like, wait, 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 wait. Dark meat tastes better. And they go back after Sugar. And then Sugar's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what do you say? I forgot what Sugar what said. Sugar said right? Wait, I'm small. Me, I'm skinny. Him, big guy. Lot well, more to eat. Lot more to eat. And then they go back. They come back to Gene Money. And Gene's like, wait, wait, wait. His name is literally Sugar. Think about how sweet he is. And then they go back to Sugar. Gene runs back in the ring while they're all distracted. And then Sugar cha- take like runs away from the zombies on the outside. But then eventually he just catches up to them. He just laps them. He just laps them and just keeps going around the ring. Uh, he like, and, then he's, and then he just stops for a second. He's like, oh, so these are like the Romero zombies and not the 28 Days Later zombies. Was, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, by the way, I thought that too when they came in. I was like, oh, these are some like Night of the Living Dead types of zombies, like Romero yeah. shit. If these yeah. 28 day, day, the 28 Days Later zombies, this match would have been considerably yeah. shorter. Yeah. Uh, and then he sli- uh, Shug slides back in the ring. Meets Gene Money in the middle, and Gene's like, "Why didn't you just slide back in the ring?" And Chuck's like, "Dramatic effect!" And then Gene elbows him in the back of the head. <laughs> oh my god! I think this is the part where like Gene's now like in control. He's like beating Shug down and trying to drag him to the ropes. But Shug is like selling to the zombies. They're like reaching out for him. Mm-hmm. And then he makes a comeback, but Gene fights him back, puts him in the corner, and then 
Oh, I love this. So, <laughs> Shug eventually uh, tosses him outside of the ring. <laughs> and, like, Gene fights him off and <laughs> tries to... And then, like, I think he hits Shug with, like, a, sling bo- a slingshot spear. Like, he kicks a zombie in the face and then he slingshot spears Shug. Yeah. He then tries to... He tries to throw him over the ropes, but he fails, and then tries to spear Shug, and he ends up sending himself out of the ring into the zombies. And then he retreats to the entrance map and hides behind the head of security, That's why before then mugging him for his gun. Yep. <laughs> getting into the ring, holding up Shug and telling him, get out of the ring or I'm going to shoot you in the face. And she, and, and Shug's like, this is no way to win a match. And he's like, I'm sorry, man, but it's either you or me. I'm not getting eaten. And Shug's like, fine, get out of the ring. The fucking can we talk about the the, the the quick line? I don't know if I don't know if you heard it, but probably Shug says when he get, when he's getting out of the ring. Oh wait, is it the Shug uh, says? Shug says I thought when I left America, yeah. I got away from the gun <laughs> violence. I was like Jesus. I was like damn. And I love how he gets to the outside. He's like guys, be gentle. Just not the face first. Just like go for the legs. And then he eventually starts fighting the zombies off because he just realized he doesn't want to be eaten. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I think Gene like gives the gun back to the head of security. Guy. He's like, "Give me my gun back." I uh, think. Yeah, and he gives him his gun back, and then Shug sees this, and he's like, "Oh, I can wrestle again." So he gets back into the ring, and he has like a hand a zombie was eating, which is like a plastic hand from like Party City, if you if you know what that <laughs> is. And he just backhands Gene it's just, in the it's face. Just like a hollow, if you don't know, it's literally just like a Halloween decoration, like a severed yep. hand that looks that you just like put on your front lawn or something. He backhanded Gene in the face with this, and it had. And they chopped him with it, and these chops ha- were louder than they had any right to be. I remember thinking oh, yeah. to myself, wow, he was just, that backhand had me dying. <laughs> so he just backhanded him in the face. Thing. Just laying into him. Yep, and then he realizes he has it, and he's like, ugh. And he drops it to the ground, <laughs> and the zombie, like, kind of, like, reaches in and grabs it back. Mm-hmm. So then after this, he chops Gene in the chest again. He headbutts him in the stomach, loads up for a huge form that <laughs> sends Gene crashing to the floor. Or to the mat, I this, guess. This is the point where Gene falls a little too close to the zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Gene falls a little bit too close to the zombies, and one ends up biting Gene's hand. <laughs> uh, and Gene just starts screaming. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? And then Gene, it looks like Gene's hand is turned, but Gene isn't. Yep. Like, the hand is, like, just uncontrollably violent. Because, like, the the hand just grabs the ref by the throat and choke slams him. <laughs> and then and then Sugar Duckerton just comes up and starts yelling Latin at him, trying to, like, exercise Gene. <laughs> That's what he was yelling. He's <laughs> trying to, like, exercise the demons out of Gene's hand. Uh, and after, and, and then he choke slams Sugar. Shug. And then he looks at his hand and starts having a conversation with his own hand. And he's yeah. like, "Hey, you know how to do what? what what's his lar- what's his finisher's name? The something lariat." Oh God! Oh, I didn't write down. I just wrote lariat. Oh, I'm. It was. It's his finisher. He was asking. Yeah, it's just funny because he was like, "You know how to do this, right? You're familiar with that. You know the motions." Oh, hold on. Let me look it up. Uh, Ainsley lariat. Yeah, the Ainsley lariat. Ainsley he's like, lariat. He's, he's like, he looks at his hand. He goes. You know how to do the Ainsley Lariat, right? <laughs> like, it like nods, like the hand, like does like the the like the shadow puppet like nod thing. And then he he's loads like, up. For, he's like, he's like, all right, sweet. He loads up for it, but then he, <laughs> he grabs himself by the throat and he's like, no, 
no, we're going to do the lariat. Blows <laughs> up for it again, hand grabs him by the throat, and he starts, he has to actively fight back against his own hand, uh, which ultimately he loses, and then he choke slams himself. <laughs> Then Gene Bunny ends up choke slamming himself, and then some—I I don't know how—but somehow he gets control back to back in his hand. Appar- I think like after he choke slammed himself, like the hand just kind of lost. That was its like last round. Like I'm gonna hurt you, and then it just kind of yeah. It looked like it looked like he tried to do the thing where he was like sucking the poison out and spinning it. I think so, yeah. Uh, but as he ends up getting anyway. This, he ends up getting control back of his hand, and the the bit's over. Yeah, uh, and then the, man, oh, I funny. love this. I love this next part too because I have to like get to their feet. And you think, oh, this is gonna be some more like some more comedy, wrestling. and then these two just start fucking wailing on each other. with oh, these yeah. big ass strikes. I was like, oh shit, these two just start laying into each other. And it ends when Shug blocks a forearm from Gene and then bites the formerly infected hand. Mm-hmm. And Gene's like, that's my favorite hand. So Shug just elbows him in the face, runs the ropes, and then Gene hits him with the lariat. Yeah. So he tries to drag Shug to the ropes. Shug kicks him in the face, repeatedly just slaps Gene in the chest. <laughs> Shug finishes and goes for something else, but Gene super kicks him in the arm, goes for the Ainsley Lariat, but Shug headbutts him in the chest and then hits him with a cradle DDT. Mm-hmm. Take a look that up. He then tries to drag Gene to the zombies, but Gene kicks him away, which sends him out onto the apron somehow. Yeah. And then, G- oh no, Shug gets kicked out to the apron. Gene tries to push him off, but <laughs> Shug shows him the gut. And then flips him over his shoulders to the outside, and he is presumably eaten by the zombies. Yes, the zombies attack uh, Suge, and in the ring, we are un- we are unsure if uh, if Gene is like still alive or not. Yeah. So technically speaking, uh, so, Suge won, assumedly. But but we don't know that yet. So the ref hasn't called this match yet. So the match is still technically happening. Yeah, so the zombies, uh, like Mikey said, are attacking Suge and the ref in the ring now. Yes, the zombies made their way into the ring. Uh, after finishing their meal of Gene Money, presumably. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then they go after Suge and the ref, and Suge just goes, oh, I gotta try this. <laughs> and then fucking Thriller starts playing. And it gets funky in this ring as Suge starts an impromptu dance number with the zombies and the ref. And then, <laughs> and eventually, a zombified Gene who comes crawling out of the ring and gets into the ring, and then like Suge the just starts... That- Breaking down with him. I just like the fact that uh, the fucking the fucking thriller bit was to buy time for Gene Money to get into zombie makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And then finally, the ref sees that Gene's dead, calls the match, and Shook's like, "Oh, nice, I won." And Gene starts to try to eat him, so he hightails it out of the ring, jumps over the crowd barricade, and he's fucking out before they start to try to eat him. Yeah. And that, that's the match. Yeah. Oh, man. What a fun time this was. This was so fun. It was so yeah. entertaining. And when these two wrestled, it was good, solid wrestling, too. That was my... I, I just loved how it wasn't even, like, bad. It was just good wrestling. And everyone was like, we're gonna fucking commit to this gimmick. I don't care how ridiculous it looks. We're gonna have fun with this shit. Exactly. Exactly. It great. It, like, didn't matter how ridiculous it is, they played it up as best as they can. They sold it. They made it silly. They made it fun. It was an enjoyable experience, unlike the, the Backlash one. We need um, to talk about that. It's, um, it, that is a match. This was this was a blast. Uh, this oh, yeah. is This is how you should do 
Because when you see something like a zombie battle royal, you're like, oh, this is going to be ridiculous. And they made sure it was ridiculous, but in a good way, you know? Yep. Like, they, oh, yeah. play, they, they played into how ridiculous it was. They know they were doing a ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, again, that self-awareness <laughs> is what made this, is what separated this match from the other one in terms of how good it was, you know? Mm-hmm. It was that self-awareness and that goofiness and just the ability to be like, yeah, this is what we're doing and we're going to sell it and we're going to have a good time and yeah, I don't, hey, who man. cares, right? We're here, we're here to have fun. And that's what they did. They had a great time. They had a great match. This was just funny through and through. Uh, And it was just wonderful. Uh, I love comedy wrestling, man. Oh, I knew knew the moment I saw this match. I love comedy wrestling. I was like, I knew you loved this match. I love this match. I love Gene Money. Gene Money's good. Sugar Dunkerton's hilarious. These two are great. And you know what? Hey, sometimes wrestling wrestling doesn't have to be serious all the time. It can be like like just a fun, silly time with some entertaining. Fuck, who was the other? The who was the other guy who 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 wanted who wanted to do the combat panto match? What was his name? He was Rishi Goshi. Rishi Go, yeah, Rishi Gosh. He was Rishi Gosh. Rishi Gosh is also good. He's oh, great. Man. I mean, obviously, Orange Cassidy, gentleman, Jer- Gen- gentleman Jervis, Orange Cassidy, all great, all fantastic comedy wrestlers. Comedy wrestlers. Um, and and just they're good at wrestling in general, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like to be good at comedy wrestling, you got to know the basics first. Yeah, it's that it's that it's that uh, that old saying, right? You gotta you gotta know the rules to break the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what they like. They got very good at wrestling, and then they broke the rules and did their own thing with the comedy <laughs> wrestling. And man, they they really came out like came out of their shells because of it. And I. I love comedy. Like a good comedy wrestling match like this is one of my favorite things in the whole entire universe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, man, I give this one a mark out. I give this one a mark out too. Uh, thank you, Tom Campbell from Cultaholic, for re- recommending this on a YouTube video randomly and showing yes. me that it exists because this was a this is a gem to find. It has like a thousand fifteen like fifteen hundred views on YouTube, I think, in total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very small amount. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, not a lot, and it definitely deserves way more. Uh, mm-hmm. This this is again, this is how a, a zombie lumberjack match should be done. Oh yeah. Oh man, it was it was a blast and a half to watch. Definitely go check it out. It is free on YouTube. Uh like at, it's just it's just so good. It's just so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a good laugh, I think you'll you'll really appreciate this one. Yeah. All right, that does it for all of our matches this week. And, of course, that just leaves us with the Double Down. The Double Down. This is where we flash back to last week and uh, watch matches from each other's perspectives. Zach, what did I give you to watch last week? You gave me Warhoss versus DD Trash at ICS Wrestling. And you gave me Angelico versus Ashley Dunn at Rising Sun Wrestling. Who went first in the Double Down last week? I believe I did. All right, so I'll kick us off this week. So you gave me, like I said, Angelico versus Ashley Dunn from Rising Sun Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Man, this match is just peak lucha shit. Oh yeah, this match was great. Uh, these the way these two were absolutely reversing each other and trying to one up each other the whole match was fantastic. It, mm-hmm. it, like you like you said, I I think you brought it up last week. It had that anything you could do, I could do better vibe. Yep. Uh, with them like trying to one up each other constantly in terms of reversals or or moves or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They were just trying to go bigger than the other one, and I think that's always a great 
a great dynamic for a match, especially a lucha match. Because oh, yeah. man, you could do some cra- these these two can do some crazy stuff in that ring. Yeah, they look. It was if I recall, it's like just smooth, flashy AF wrestling, just the peak lucha, like you said, peak lucha shit. Yeah, this is a match where it's it's one of those blink and you'll miss it kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, definitely don't look away or you'll miss something. Yeah. Uh, there is some great stuff here. Uh, I'm not going to go into too many of the spots since you you did that all last week. Uh, but there was there was a couple I wanted to touch on, like that. Uh, when Dunn is in the when Dunn and and Helico are in the middle of the ring, and mm-hmm. Dunn hits like a strike combination on Angelico's like midsection. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off, and then he goes off the ropes, and uh, and Helico just catches him with like a big tilt the world backbreaker, and just yeah. snaps him in half. Oh that was God. awesome. Um, the the flying forearms off the top from Dunn were awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ex- them trying to like exchange roll ups and pit attempts on each other for Angelico to go into a double stomp was sweet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, what? Why am I even speaking? I just stomp you on the chest. Yeah. Uh, and then they. Uh, there's one point where Angelico's going crazy, his crucifix, uh, his crucifix buckle bomb, mm-hmm. uh, and Dunn is able to reverse it, and, uh, with a Hurricane Rana, and then he hits, and then he hits Angelico with a low drop kick, and then he hits, like, a running DDT, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome, uh, another big springboard elbow from Dunn, and then, uh, Angelico reversing that insiguri Dunn was going for, mm-hmm. uh, and he, by just kneeing him in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Like, like Dunn is like doing like this crazy spinning, flipping kick, and and Hell goes like, "Fuck this!" Bam, and yeah, just, bam, just knees him right in the jaw. Just uh, which, destruction. Which, yeah, which sets up for uh, his his crucifix power bomb into the corner, uh, and then Hell does end up winning this one. Like I said, I didn't want to go too crazy into it because you you did a pretty good job of describing all the spots last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this match was awesome. This match was absolutely peak lucha shit, and if that's what you like, go watch it. If you like fast-paced, don't blink and you'll miss it kind of wrestling, this is something you'll love. Um, and I think these two put on a sweet match. Uh, I give it a high meh. I liked it a lot. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely a high meh from me. Uh, Zach, what did you think about DD Trash versus, uh, Warhoss? I thought this match was really solid with some smart wrestling put out. Put it throughout. Oh, smart booking is a good way yeah. of putting it. Like this, like this, this tag team wrestling, like the maneuvers between each team was like, in my opinion, the greatest strength of this match. Like just having your partner's back, cutting the ring off, breaking up a pin, just in general, like little things that added up over time for me in this match. Mm-hmm. I really also liked how hot the crowd was for this match, even though I was kind of not the biggest fan of them constantly just shouting for DD trash because after a while it got a little annoying, but they calmed down. So, you know, I'm not going to be too mad about that. I thought that Mathis's strikes, by the way, were really good in this match. Yeah, uh, that, he, I, like consistently, I was like, "Damn, those are some great shots!" Like especially when he like clocked Pat in the face, I was like, "Oh my god, that was fantastic!" I thought that uh, Warhouse had some great looking spots here too, like when they. Uh, well, let me find. There's a bunch of spots I liked here, but like one spot that I like. Oh, actually, let's go into that. I liked Warhouse's spot where they caught Gray suicide dive, and then Mathis came crashing into all three of them. Yes. Um, and then I re- thought how s- it was ridiculously smooth after this. DD Trash uh, did the thing on Kelly where they um, Mathis dropped Gray onto his chest via a su- uh, the suplex face buster, and it just looked ridiculously smooth when they did it. That was great. Yep. I thought 
Pat the Bruiser's counter to Bruce's Bruce Gray's DDT was sick, where he just picked him up and just flipped him midair onto his back. Mm-hmm. That was like some just some what's the word here? That's like some big man shit that I live for. Big big horse fight shit. Yeah. Yes, I like when uh this little spot that was kind of clever when Pat and Kelly ran into each other and they tried slamming to Gray because he was so exhausted he just fell over and they missed him. Yeah, and they just run into each other, which then led to the well executed spot you mentioned. Last week, about when they yanked uh, Mathis off the apron right before Gray could actually get the tag. The timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought also, Kelly has a killer big boot. Like, this oh, man yeah. hit this boot, like, twice in this match, and each time I was like, that was... That gave me, like, some Kane vibes. Yeah, man, Crosshair's, Crosshair's Kelly is a big lad, and man, yes. he probably has a huge foot to hit you in the face with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that uh, Mathis's hot tag after Gray got it in on the Warhouse was great. Like it was like the multiple clotheslines by Kelly, got <laughs> which clotheslined him out of the ring himself. Then he rolled in between the middle and bottom rope, hit a huge lariat on him again. Then flatlinered Pat onto the apron and then mm-hmm. hit a Bill Go Go from the top. Like it was like just like I was like, yes, that's hot tag shit right there. That got is hot pumped. hot tag. Mm-hmm. Got me pumped for it. Let's see. Uh, Oh my! <laughs> I like the uh, the little callback also, where uh, Pat did the followaway slam on Mathis when at the beginning of the match Mathis just kind of fell on top of him mm-hmm. because it was uh, or Mathis hit it on Pat because uh, it was just like a nice callback to the start of the match. Yes. Oh my God, Mathis also hit like a back belly back a belly to back pile driver on Pat that I genuinely thought was going to get the win because it looked because Pat sold it like fucking death. Like, he mm-hmm. just dropped him on his head, and I was like, oh my god, he's just gone. <laughs> oh my god, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And finally, the thing that I liked was, I really liked the uh, the movement of Warhouse's finisher. Like, yes. it just had a lot of movement, like, boot to the face, and then Samoan drop. It, I feel like... It flows very well. It does. And, like, when that shit hits, that shit hits, that, that's, it, looks, it looks really cool. Like, I thought that everyone in this match did a great job. I thought that uh, Warhouse did a great job of being, like, two big men on a team just being just... They're, like... They're, like, two walking tanks, really. <laughs> they they, they are... Just... Two walking tanks is a good way to describe mm-hmm. them. Uh, I thought the match... over Like, the wrestling was solid. It was well-paced, well-wrestled. Uh, I would be glad to watch a match from either of these guys in the future. Uh, normally, I'd give this match, like, probably a meh. But I'm gonna give it a high match just for like the smart wrestling of this match. Like, yeah, I think I each... think I was in the same boat as you. I gave also gave it the high match just because of the the pure passion these two showed in this ring. Yeah, uh, these two teams showed in this ring, and how how you could tell they were fully into this one. You know, mm-hmm. they like... were they would do anything to make this match good, and they put their heart, soul, body, mind, blood, sweat, and tears into this one. Yeah. And this I match, think, I think that definitely came across. For me, this match is like this is a match where I could say no one came out of this match looking bad at all. No, like I like I said, they had great like Kelly had a great big boot. Pat mm-hmm. sold things really well. The two of them in general had great teamwork, and then you had Gray and Mathis who just worked really well together. Mathis was great. Gray did a great job of like getting you wanting to see the hot tag go off. Like it was just like great. Yeah, I I, I really like this one a lot. Uh, uh, I'm glad I'm glad we were able to find it and watch it. <laughs> Uh, because this one was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that wraps it up for this week's episode of Indie Waters. That's all of our matches out of the way and the double down out of the way. Uh, let's before before we have one last thing to say, we have to give a little preview of next week. But next week is no ordinary episode. 
no, next no, week no. we have a very special episode because it is our review of Tournament of Survival 666, baby. Me and, me and Zach Batista are going to be at Tournament of Survival uh, in Atlantic City live. Uh, we are so excited to watch this. We will be reviewing uh, this 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 show uh, when 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 Wednesday comes around. Uh, so be ready for that. We're going to take a look at all of the matches that are happening. I don't think this card is fully announced yet, so I can't even say what's on the card. I don't think it either, but I will say every match is up there. I, there's at least like one competitor that I know that I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great match. Just mm-hmm. like got Nolan Edward, you've got Alex Cologne, you've got Effie, you've got Orin Vite. Like it's you got some pros in deathmatch wrestling in there that I'm very excited to see do their shit. I'm ready. Yeah. So so like... far the, the only matches we know of so far uh right now as of recording on Tuesday, we know of Alice Cologne versus Bam Sullivan, mm-hmm. Nolan Edward versus Orin Vite, G Raver versus Effie, and uh Manders versus Atticus Koger. Yes, and after being consumed by GCW multiple times, I am very prepared to see what these guys are going to bust out for this. Me too. I'm ready to live, breathe, and just completely just watch for hours on end just people beat each other in death matches and have mm-hmm. great matches. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be sweet, so I can't wait for that. Um and of course, we're not going to be the only one uh taking a deep a deep dive into Tournament of Survival. Of course, uh, another show here on the Countout Network. Let's, let's go right into the plugs. Another mm-hmm. show here on the Countout Network, uh, Your Dose of Death, will absolutely be taking a look at Tournament of Survival. So stay tuned for that uh, that show every Tuesday here on the Countout Network. And check out all the and keep keep ta- keep uh, and stay tuned on the Countout Network for all the other shows we got here. Like hit the books every Friday, where me and Ryan Nancy books back to and raw every single week. Right now, we are building towards hell in a cell, baby. We got the the bank, not money in the bank, hell in a cell. (laughs) We are building towards hell in a cell. Uh, we are at this point, I think we are two weeks away. Uh, we are, we are, we are hitting go home show territory, so we are getting there. Uh, so tune in for that if you like fantasy booking, uh, and if you want to see how me and Ryan book our own version of SmackDown and Raw every single week, every Friday on the Canon Network. Um, and if and uh, go check out How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling and G One and Only as well. G One and Only every other Monday, and How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling every Thursday. Uh, so go check out those shows as well if you want to hear uh some some more awesome wrestling takes, uh, and stuff like that. And if you and if you like wrestling takes, go follow us over our Twitter at CountoutPod, uh, where we share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. And uh, last but not least, go give us that five star review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us that five star review. Uh, leave us a written review of the show, and we'll shout you out on the show. We'll shout you out here on Indie Waters. And um, I know I said one last thing, but I lied. Uh, go <laughs> go give us match suggestions for uh, episodes of Indie Waters. We'd love to hear what you want us to watch. Go hit us up on the Twitter about that. And the and if you want to know anything else about the Cat Out Network, go to catoutpod.com, uh, where we have everything you need to know about uh, the, Cat Out, the Cat Out Network as a whole. Uh, so, yeah, I think that about wraps up the plugs. Uh, Zach, you got anything? No. Didn't think so. Since Zach's got nothing and I got all my stuff out of the way, that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
This has been a Countout Podcast.